Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining us today. We're so thrilled to have you watch our broadcast. We've been talking about free to be yourself. Myself and my daughter, Jerry Ann, have been on the programs for the last three weeks. And today we're going to continue talking on that subject, about that subject, free to be yourself. And we trust that it will be a blessing and inspiration to you. I know there are so many people that have hangups about their life, dislikes about themselves, things that they're insecure about. You know, that's probably true with every person on the planet. There's something about every person that they don't like. They're too short. They're too tall. They're too fat. They're too thin. But everybody has a hang up about something, you know, and it's all designed by the devil to keep you down, to hold you back and keep you from fulfilling what God wants you to do and keep you from enjoying the abundant life that Jesus came and bought and paid for. Amen. You know, we've talked about it several times on the previous broadcast, but one of the most important things that a person could ever do is get in the Word of God and begin to see themselves the way God sees them. The Bible says, listen to this, we all know it, 2 Corinthians 5, 17, therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature, old things are passed away, behold, all things are become new. I heard somebody say this one time, God loves you the way you are, but he loves you too much to leave you that way. (laughs) Amen. Amen. And that's talking about, you know, before you're born again, God loves you even as a sinner. The Bible says, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. So he loved us even while we were yet sinners, but he loves us so much. He doesn't want us to stay the way we were. So that's the reason the Bible says when you come to Christ, then you become a new creature. The literal Greek is a new species of being that has never existed before. Old things are passed away and behold, all things are new. You know, one of the greatest revelations that I remember receiving back there in those early days, and I learned it listening to Brother Copeland, Brother Hagin, and that was you're the righteousness of God. Mm -hmm. And when they defined for me righteousness, see, I thought righteousness meant, you know, holy, you know, extremely good, perfect, you know, and that's something I just could not see myself ever achieving. But when they define righteousness as right standing with God, that changed everything. You know, it wasn't about me being perfect. It was about me accepting what Jesus did at Calvary. He was made to be sin the Bible says, that we might be made the righteousness of God. Jesus went to the cross, was made to be sin so that we could have right standing with God. That's what righteousness is, simply having right standing with God. And that means God's not mad at you. God's not against you. God's not constantly looking for a way if you mess up to, you know, snuff you out. No, you have right standing with God. That changed my attitude and it changed my prayer life. It changed my outlook. The Bible says the eyes of the Lord are over the righteous and his ears are open to their prayers. I thought, God hears me because I have right standing with him. James chapter five says the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. The Amplified says makes available dynamic power or tremendous power dynamic in its working. I thought, wow, man, I can pray dynamic prayers because I have right standing with God. Well, I think that you have been the most beautiful example to me of what the Heavenly Father is like. 
And he is such a loving, forgiving, gracious Heavenly Father. And a lot of people don't have that example, mm -hmm. but I had that in you. And just um, the mercy that you've shown me through the years and the mistakes that I've made, you've shown me that every time I come in your presence, I don't have to get down on my knees and say, oh, Daddy, forgive me, forgive me, forgive mm -hmm. me for everything I've done. Mm -hmm. That the moment I've asked you to forgive me, that was the last time it was brought up. Mm -hmm. That was the last time we talked about it. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to come to your house and beg you and mom, can I come in? Please, mom and dad, can I come in? That's the same with the heavenly father. Mm -hmm. We don't have to beg right. to come to his throne. Amen. Justified is just as if I never sinned. Right. And that's the way he sees us. Mm -hmm. Like I said last week, he sees us through the blood of Jesus. Yeah. So that's the way he's looking at each and every one of us is not at our past, not at our weaknesses, not at our shortcomings, but through that blood. Yeah. And it says that we are justified. Amen. When you look at me, that's the way you look at me. I know you look at me because you love me. You're proud of me. You believe in mm. me. And that's the way the heavenly father yeah. is. Yeah. He looks at us and he's going, come on, I believe in you. You can do this. Mm -hmm. But if we don't get a hold of it and get those thoughts in line with the word of God, then we'll be defeated over and over and over. And he's not setting up there doing that. He's not a mean no. God. He's not bringing bad things on our life. Satan is the one that yeah. comes to kill, right. steal, and destroy. He's the accuser. Yes. Yes. And he is good at it. That mm -hmm. is, he's the master deceiver. Yeah. And if he can get in with a thought, I don't, if you're a little kid or even now at this age, whatever age you are, if he can get in with a thought and just begin to use that thought, then, I mean, he can steer someone their whole life mm -hmm. with this negative image of themselves. Yeah. When God never saw us that way. Mm -hmm. He sees us as unique, as a treasure, as a one of a kind. That's right. And you have to get a revelation of that or you stay defeated. Amen. Amen. That's yeah. exactly right. That's the reason, once again, you have to keep looking in the Word and see what God says about you. I, I wrote in my book here just some of the things as to the way God sees us. Number one, he sees us as joint heirs with Jesus. Romans 8, 16 and 17, the spirit itself bears witness with our spirit that we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Jesus. Amen. I'm a joint heir with Jesus. That means God treats me exactly the same way he treats Jesus. Amen. I mean, that's amazing, isn't it? Uh, John chapter 17, I believe it is, Jesus was praying and he said, Father, show them that you love them as much as you love me. Right. First time I read that 46 years ago in that little bedroom on Training Lane in Shreveport, Louisiana, where I was studying the Bible, I read that and I thought, somebody has messed up big time. This is a misprint. <laughs> There's no way God could love me like he loves Jesus. But that's, that was Jesus. Like Jesse says, it's in red. Believe it, you know. <laughs> it was Jesus praying and he said, Father, show them that you love them as much as you love me. Mm -hmm. Man, when that becomes a revelation to you that God loves you as much as he loves Jesus, mm -hmm. Satan is not going to be able to defeat you anymore. Right. So here the Bible is telling us that we are joint heirs with Jesus. The Bible says in First Corinthians or 2 Corinthians 5, 21, for he hath made him to be sin for us who knew no sin, that we might be made the righteousness of God. So I'm a joiner with Jesus and I have right standing with God. What a position. 
the Bible tells us in Galatians chapter 3 and verse 29, if you be Christ, then are you Abraham's seed and an heir according to the promise. We're the seed of Abraham. And that means that every promise that is listed in Deuteronomy chapter 28 that God made to Abraham now belong to you and me. And some of them say, we have a right to be blessed coming in, going out, in the city, in the field. Everything we set our hands to do will prosper, be the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. Wow, that sounds like a winning lifestyle to me. Then Romans chapter 8, verse 37 says, Nay, in all these things we are more than conquerors through Him that loved us. More than conquerors, praise God. Think about it. You are more than a conqueror. I heard, a, I heard one preacher say, the Lord showed him it this way. He said, I go out and I preach every week and I bring the paycheck home and my wife is standing at the door with her hand ready for it. I conquered, but she's more than a conqueror. <laughs> she got the money. <laughs> Amen. Well, I didn't have to defeat the devil. Jesus defeated him. Amen. He whipped him and then handed me the championship belt, praise God. I'm more than a conqueror. And then 1 John chapter 5, 5, verse 4, which is my favorite scripture. I, I usually sign that scripture when I autograph books and so forth. For whatsoever is born of God overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. What does that say? If you're born again, you're a world overcomer in the eyes of God. And then I love this one. Ephesians chapter one and verse four, the King James says, according as he hath chosen us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love. The Amplified Bible says, even as in his love, he chose us, listen to this, actually picked us out for himself as his own. That's the verse that set me free way back there. Remember I was telling about how that coach came by and he tapped one guy on the shoulder and said, you made the team, but he didn't pass somebody else up. He passed me up. I didn't make it. But God said, son, I'll always pick you. You're always on the team. I'll never pass you by. I like to say I'm handpicked, not henpecked, handpicked. <laughs> I may be henpecked too. I don't know, but I'm handpicked by God. Look at somebody and tell them I'm handpicked by God. And that's how we should wake up every morning. Amen. Right. When we look in the mirror, say, I am handpicked by God. Yeah. Yes. That today is my day. Yeah. And that God gives you the opportunities to come across somebody's path and be a blessing and minister to them with the gifts that he's given you. Yeah, amen. Yeah. You know, yesterday I did a staff meeting and I was talking about faithfulness in the meeting. And I, I talked about how that it's it's not uncommon for people to look at the person who's out front like I am and someone who's known and think, well, God does that for him because he's brother Jerry. God blesses him and Carolyn the way he does because, you know, they're out there on the front lines and people know who they are and all that. I said, but if you go to the Bible, you'll find out that there are several people, particularly in the New Testament, that nobody quotes them. Nobody uses them as an example in their sermons. For, an, for instance, a guy named Onesimus, mm. another person named Silvanus, mm. a guy by the name of Gaius. Nobody talks about them in their sermons, mm. but every one of them, it wrote about them. Either John wrote to Gaius or Paul wrote to Silvanus or Onesimus and said, 
my beloved and faithful brother. Mm -hmm. And then Gaius is the man that John wrote his third epistle to. Mm -hmm. Now, you don't hear anything about Gaius anywhere else in the New Testament. His name is in 3 John in the first verse, to my beloved Gaius, a faithful brother. Mm -hmm. And then everybody knows verse two, mm -hmm. beloved, I wish above all things that you may prosper and be in health even as your soul prosper. We all lay claim to that verse. We confess that verse because we're one of the beloved too. But notice who it was written to, an unknown. Somebody that nobody else ever heard about. Yeah. But God is saying, hey, I haven't forgotten you. You're just as important to me as Paul, as Peter, as John. You're a beloved, faithful brother. And I want to prosper you just like I'd prosper those that are out on the front lines. Isn't that good? So nobody's insignificant to God. Nobody is insignificant to God. Yeah. Well, I want to end this series that we've been doing on this. I think it's powerful. Philippians 1, 6 saying, being confident of this very thing that he which begun a good work in you will perform it until the day of Jesus Christ. But the message says, there has never been the slightest doubt in my mind that God who started this great work in you would keep at it and bring it to a flourishing finish. I love that. A flourishing, a finish. flourishing finish. Amen. So despite our past, despite our shortcomings, our mistakes, we all can have a flourishing finish in Amen. God. Amen. But again, I mean, it goes back to the only thing I know for freedom and restoration and deliverance is that book right there, That's the Word right. of God. Yeah. It's getting in it and it making it a lifestyle. That book will come alive down on yes. the inside of yeah. you. It's not just a coffee table book mm. sitting there. It becomes who you are. Yeah. Right. You know, every day when I wake up, I say, Jesus, let me be you to someone else mm -hmm. that I can represent you in a way that people see something different on the inside of me. And let my words be your words. Yeah. Let my actions be your actions. That I speak and I think and I act like you. Mm -hmm. And the more you do that, the more you will. It says we are created in the image and likeness of him. Yeah. Yes. And the more we get in the word, then we begin to look and act and think like Jesus. That's right. So, Praise God. And you are a prime example of that. I mean, to me, I've told you my whole life, you're the closest thing to Jesus I've ever seen. But from what I've heard, you weren't that when you first started out. I mean, you were a quitter and you went from job to job. You said you were a failure at life, but God has made a champion out of you. It's because you began to apply that word every single day in your life. Yeah, and that's the first thing the Lord said to me when I surrendered my life to him. I kept I was, I was trying to pull a Moses and a Jeremiah. Uh, you know, Jeremiah said, Lord, I can't speak. And, and God kept saying, yes, you can. Moses said, I can't. And God said, yes, you can. So the first thing I did after I came to the Lord is I tried to pull a Moses and a Jeremiah. And I said, God, do you have any idea what you're getting when you get me? I am a failure. And I'll never forget what he said. You've heard me say it all your life. Don't worry about it, son. I'm a master at making champions out of failures. Yes. And that, that really helped me to know that God was not going to hold on to my past, bring it up to me every time I made a mistake. Mm -hmm. In fact, if you go to God about your past and you've already asked him to forgive you, he would say to you, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. Lord, you know what I did back there 10 years ago? No, I don't really. And I 
appreciate it if you wouldn't bring it up. Well, you know? Psalms 103 and 12 says, He has removed our sins as far as from the east is to the west. Praise God. That's a long way. That's a long way. I used to tell you girls that when I'd get ready to leave when y'all were little, I'd say, Daddy loves you all the way from New York to California. <laughs> you know? It's as big as our minds could think. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he has removed our sins from us as far as the east is from the west. Praise God. Yeah. And that's why that verse is so important. Yes. Read it to us again. Philippians 3.13, because I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. Amen. Yep. Praise God. You know, your grandfather, uh, Olin Creech, your mother's daddy, who you loved dearly, and he loved you. He used to say this to me uh, right after I surrendered my life to the Lord. And I didn't know what he was talking about, but he'd just say it and he'd walk off. He never would explain it. He'd say, all right, now be peculiar, boy. I said, what? He said, be peculiar. Be sure and be peculiar. I didn't have a clue what he's talking about. And one day I was reading the Bible and I got to First uh, Peter 2, 9, and it says this, but you are a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him who hath called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. I thought that must be where he got that because he'd always say, be peculiar. And here it says, you are a peculiar people. So one day I looked that word peculiar up in the Greek and you know what it meant? God's special treasure. Yeah. Amen. God's special treasure. Look at somebody say, you're looking peculiar today. <laughs> Amen. You're God's special treasure. Think about that. God calls you a chosen generation, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, and his special treasure. I wrote at the bottom of the page in this chapter, fight for what is yours. Amen. Whatever God says you are, then fight for that. Yes. Whatever he says you can do, fight for that. Don't let the devil rob you of those truths and those privileges. Stand up to him and tell him, if it's a fight you want, a fight you're going to get. But when the dust settles, me and God win. Yes. Yeah. Amen. And you've got to make the word final authority. That's it. It's the word has got to be final authority. It's the last thought that you have, and it's what you speak out of your mouth. Amen. The word of God will change your speech, your thought life, your actions, but you've got to apply it. Well, I'm living proof of that. You're living proof of that. I believe everybody in this audience is living proof of that. Amen. Tell us a little bit, so the people that are watching, about your ministry and what you feel God has called you to do and how they can reach you because I, I, want, I want more and more people to hear your message. Well, thank you. Well, obviously you can tell I'm passionate about this because God has changed my life. And part of restoration is not sitting at home and being restored all by yourself. It's getting out and telling people the good news. That's what the gospel is, is good news. Amen. So part of my calling is to let other people know. I hear a lot of people say about my ministry is that I'm real, that I'm real. And that's what I hope to come across is that Hey, you're looking at one of the biggest screw-ups there's been in the Savelle family, but God can restore and he can take the mess and make it your message. And I want to be that example to other people that he's a real God, a loving God, a God that cares about you. 
and wants to do something with your life. And that's my message yeah. that I hope that I can get across to that mom sitting on her couch right now with babies hanging all, all over her going, what is my life about? That God still has a plan and a purpose. Being a mother is wonderful and it's a calling, but God has even more for mm -hmm. you. I've been there. I know what that's like. And that's my message is just to help other people get the junk out and get on with where you're supposed to be in your life. Amen. And you know, it's not uncommon that Satan attacks frontline people. It's not strange to me that he would attack you or he'd attack Terry. I mean, you know, we're out on the front lines. Satan would love to shut us up. I always think of Oral and Evelyn Roberts and how obviously such a frontline ministry. And there they had a, a daughter and son-in-law killed in an airplane crash. That could shut you up. Mm -hmm. They had a son that committed suicide. That could shut you up. Mm -hmm. That's what Satan was trying to do, shut them up. But they picked themselves up. It hurt. Yes, they've talked to us about it, been in our home and talked to us about it uh, when they were still here in, in the earth, you know. And, and uh, they hurt just like anybody else, but they picked themselves up, brushed themselves off and said, Satan, you are not going to shut us up. Our God is a good God and something good is going to happen to you regardless of what's happened in the past, you know, and they kept on with their message. Uh, their son, Richard, you know, he was wanting to be a nightclub entertainer. He wanted to be a star in Las Vegas and running from God. Here, Oral Roberts, one of the greatest known evangelists of that day. And his son was wanting to be a, an entertainer in Las Vegas, mm -hmm. but God had a plan. Yes. And, and even though he heard the goodness of God in his home from his daddy and his mother all of his life. Mm -hmm. But it, it couldn't be their revelation. It had to be his revelation. Yes. And when he finally surrendered his life to the Lord, now he's taken that same healing message to his generation. Yes. You know, John Copeland, which is like a big brother to you. Mm -hmm. John was out there doing his own thing. He didn't want to be a part of his daddy's ministry, but God turned him around and now he's the CEO of Kenneth Copeland Ministries. Doing great. Too. Doing great, praise yes. God. So it's not uncommon that Satan attacks frontline people. Yes. What, what is important is that they don't let him win. Hallelujah. Right. Amen. Yeah. You didn't let him win. We didn't let him win. Terry didn't let him win. And praise God, now all four of us are out scattered all over the world preaching the gospel. Yes. How can they reach your ministry? You can go to jerryann.org and all the information's there. I'm also on Facebook under Jerry Ann Savelle Newton. Amen. So you invite her to come and I know it'll be a blessing to your church or your congregation or your conference, whatever it might be. And we appreciate you watching these broadcasts. In a few moments, you're going to see an announcement about the special offer, my book on Free to Be Yourself, Jerry Ann's book on Happy to Be Me. So watch this and then we'll be back in just a few moments with some closing remarks. Are you comfortable with the way you were made? In Free to Be Yourself, Jerry Savelle teaches how God created you with your personality, interests, and physical body for a reason. You were tailor-made for the assignment that God has for you. Learn to use your thoughts and words to improve your self-esteem. Don't let your past define your future. You must let go of yesterday to enjoy the success that God wants you to have today. 
In Happy To Be Me, Jerry Ann Savelle Newton shares how after hitting the lowest point in her life, she laid everything at the feet of Jesus and learned to be happy being herself. It's time to be confident in your uniqueness. You were created with a purpose on purpose, and the world is waiting for your unique gifts. Don't hesitate. Call or visit jerrysavelle.org and request this freeing duo, Free to Be Yourself and Happy to Be Me. Today, develop the courage to be yourself and walk with confidence into the exciting future that God has for you. All right, once again, our special offer this week, Jerry Ann's book, Happy to Be Me, along with my book on Free to Be Yourself. Listen, if you don't like what's in it, Buy it for the pictures. Man, them people look good, don't they? <laughs> Hallelujah. We clean up good. We clean up good, don't we? Amen. Jerry, before we leave, uh, I want you to share some closing remarks, and then I want you also to pray for the people again. But uh, read that verse from 1 Peter chapter 5. It's short and simple, but it's profound. It's 1 Peter 5, 6 in the message. It says, be content with who you are. Mm. Be content. <laughs> I mean, just that word alone, when you hear the word content, you can say, oh, yeah. I can just be content with who I am. And that's okay with God. Mm -hmm. He likes you the way you are. In fact, he loves you the way you are. And when you can get to a place in your life that you can just be content with who you are, it is the most free place to be on the earth. Yeah. And I want that desperately for you right now. If you are struggling with inferiority or low self-esteem or just a restlessness on the inside of you, today is your day that you can become content with who Amen. you are and know that you are loved, that you are bought with a price, that you're justified, that you're redeemed, that you're an overcomer, that you're a joint heir with Jesus Christ. Then you can stand up and you can move mountains Amen. with your faith when you know how strong that you are in Jesus. Again, it's not about you. You can't fix you. You know that. You know you can't fix you. But Jesus, call on the name of Jesus right now, and he can fix every broken place in your heart. Thank you, Lord, right now. I just Thank lift you, up everyone that's listening right yes, now. Father. Lord, that you come in and you fix the broken places, yes, that you heal and you restore and you deliver and you set free. And we stand in agreement today that today is the day of freedom in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Praise God. Be content to be yourself. You know, it's amazing how your mother and I are close to 49 years of marriage. And uh, uh, of course, we, we love each other and uh, plan to stay together till Jesus comes, hallelujah. And then we get to heaven, we plan to be together there as well. And, but we're so different, mm -hmm. you know, as you know, mm -hmm. we're, we're very different. <laughs> but, uh, you know, we, we take our differences and make them work for us. Mm -hmm. Your mother's very conservative. I'm extravagant. But together we are conservatively extravagant. <laughs> <laughs> You're very calm and easygoing and mama's a little little up there sometimes. <laughs> I think I heard her back there. She's doing like this back there. So who do you take after? Mama. <laughs> a little feisty, huh? Yeah. <laughs> well, feisty's good, praise yeah. God, because the devil understands feisty. <laughs> Amen. So be yourself. Don't try to be somebody else. Amen. Quit being down in yourself. God likes you. You know what? We like you. 
and you need to be the person that God made you to be because he's given you a message that will set other people free. Amen. Thank you for watching our broadcast. We're going to start a brand new series next week. It's going to be entitled No Boundaries, No Limitations. You're going to enjoy it, so make your plans to be with me. Till then, remember, your faith will overcome the world.